you ever heard a strange noise in the middle of the night? Hello? Ever seen something you couldn't quite explain? What's that? Ever been visited by a loved one in a dream? What are you? Psychic mediums Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons-Polito talk about it all. Welcome to the Psychic on the Scene podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing, exciting episode of Psychic on the Scene. And with us tonight... As always, is D. Scott, my amazing friend and producer, Howdy. co-host. Hi. And another amazing friend who is a fan favorite. I love getting stopped all the time asking if um, if and when, and not just by his mom, um, we're going to have him back on. We have on the wonderful Jake Paul. Hello, all my beautiful spooky souls. <laughs> and so um, Michelle that. is off this evening. Um, she filled in for me last time and I'm filling in definitely for her. So we'll hold down the port for you, Michelle. We miss you and we love you. And, um, we will talk with you next episode. So first I want to say thank you to all of our listeners and the people that follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I put out a call saying, Hey, what do you want to know more about? Because we're almost D are we in like year three of this? I believe so. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We're approaching probably our third year and kind of wanted to take a temperature of what people wanted and wanted more of and what else they wanted to hear about. And people are binge listening. And even through pandemic, we're binge listening. And um, I thought, well, let's put it out like a contest and get some ideas. I was overwhelmed with your responses, people. Amazing, amazing stuff. A lot of stuff on true crime and hauntings and spooky places, places that I had never even heard of, actually. Um, we wound up having over 170 entries, um, which all of us were just like, wow, that's awesome. So thank you. Thank you all for taking the time to enter and send your suggestions. And drum roll, please. The winner is, <laughs> that wasn't a very good drum roll, I'm sorry. Um, the winner is Chantel Crandall Smith. So Chantel, um, you have a free reading coming to you. So I will try and reach out to you um, privately. But if you're hearing this and you're following this, I'm sure Dee's going to post it on there that you're the winner. And um, very, very excited. And we'll be following through with all of your um, fan ideas uh, for our shows. Really great stuff. So thank you again. Um, so tonight, I have Jake here to talk about haunted places, uh, cemeteries specifically in the Capital Region. And you guys seem to have a, a, a dark interest for that. Um, and you know what's funny? First, I want to say a disclaimer too. It's not I, no disrespect to the cemeteries because, especially in the capital region, I know that the police now pretty much camp out of a lot of the places. So, um, you know, you want to make sure that if you are doing any kind of ghost hunting at any location, that you're being respectful um, because those are people's families and 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 it is like sacred ground. But it is interesting that some of these locations from Troy to Schenectady and these cemeteries. Um, have like it feels like it's holding energy and it's the same recounting did you find that Jake when you were like looking them up and going through them um yes and it's I'm really excited to get into a lot of these because the more I look down the more interesting kind of interwoven similarities that people mm -hmm. were having 
Um, and I actually have it. I know we wanted to chat about Oakwood Cemetery. I actually live about four blocks away from Oakwood. Um, so I. Why do you very think, wait a minute? Can I just ask a question? Did if you're looking up and you're doing research, did you notice that it's like a hot spot in Troy? for all the hauntings in the capital region and it's all around those cemeteries um so I, I just thought that was fascinating with the with oakwood and then across the street is the pinewood cemetery i don't think yeah. we talk about about troy being so haunted enough you know oh, I, right i agree i agree it is so crazy, and especially even, like, the whole lore around Pinewood Cemetery, and I know that there's been a lot of controversy between, um, you know, people alleged, you know, it's one of the gates of hell, blah, 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 blah things like that. Um, such fascinating stuff, but honestly, to no surprise, I grew up in this neck of the woods, and, you know, mm -hmm. it is thick with spirits, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. So why don't you start us off then with um, Oakwood and Pinewood? Okay, perfect. So Pinewood is a very interesting one. Um, Pinewood, I believe, was erected in like the early 1900s, no, late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, it actually, what had happened was, <laughs> was that they actually ran out of funding um, with the place. Yes. So a, a, a lot of structures, monuments, even landscaping really fell to the wayside. Um, and it was eventually picked up by a caretaker, um, the Troy Local Club. Um, I forget what that's called. I ended up purchasing some of the land there. So I know off the top of my head, it's about a thousand so graves in that area. Mm -hmm. um, really lots of interesting stories from people when they were younger um, and even just kind of going around now because it is heavily, it is one of those ones that you mentioned are kind of heavily protected by um, police presence now. And, you know, rightfully so it's, it's the land, you know, has kind of withered a little bit and it's really to protect the energies and the family members that are there right um, and and right and but you know it's interesting because for years when i was traveling in the area doing readings you drive through that road and now it's probably a little bit different but pinewood and used to be forest park cemetery um is right across the street from oakwood and i actually didn't realize they were two separate cemeteries i think saint mary's is over there too right uh, yes, um, they're so large. They're so large, and right. you're right. They, they're so. It's easy to they, kind of get yourself turned around. Um, they sprawl in those areas, and then there's just like a little placard. And it was funny because on the right hand side of the road, if you were driving, there was no gate or no fence. And then on mm -hmm. the other side, there was a gate and fence. And one of the things I found in the um, looking up the history, it said that Oakwood, I think, was the original cemetery. And Pinehood had started, it was an African-American gentleman that started it. Um, he was a graduate, I believe, of RPI mm -hmm. and wanted something that was almost competitive with Oakwood. And then, just like you said, they ran out of funding and then it was bought up by somebody else. But I thought that just of that history, I thought it was kind of interesting, like competing cemeteries. And it's interesting. So adding on to that, it, it was this interesting kind of competition because Oakwood was originally kind of erected for, um, I believe the term that they used was a, was an upscale um, yes. place to yep. be buried. So you've got uh, like um, Uncle Sam, yeah. Emma Willard, Russell Sage, those types of peeps. Um, I think they said like almost 20 people from the U.S. like cabinet have been like buried there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, um, and all huh. of the founders of Lansingburg and Troy have been buried in Oakwood. So it's interesting that that would make perfect sense why it was kind of to compete a bit. 
Um, right. I remember I had an interesting experience at the Oakwood Cemetery when I was much younger. It was, it's, no, I don't endorse this, but it was a place for kids to hang out and get up to no good. <laughs> and right. I remember I was going to meet like a group of friends and I was a little bit turned around because I was looking for a certain path to kind of go down. Um, and thankfully, I had asked directions from a man that had just been, been kind of hanging around just kind of hanging around. And I was like, you know what? Someone hanging around a cemetery in Troy. I'm not too surprised. Um, and he ended up knowing the path that I was talking about. And he turned me in the right direction. I'm completely alone. It was like midday, by the way. Um, I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm, thank you so mm-hmm. much. Lifesaver. Um, and then when I turned back, he was gone. So it didn't click in my oh. head. But then I ended up realizing, oh, this man obviously was in spirit because he was just a little bit older and I kind of thought that he was maybe doing one of those historical re- reenactments, you know? Oh, um, gosh. But yeah, so whoever that spirit was, thank you so much. You you got me turned around when I was lost. <laughs> and and the, the claims in the Oakwood Cemetery have been they hear people crying, um, lights, like balls of lights, and then seeing people like walking around the pass. And then um, Pinewood, as you said, it's touted as being one of the seven gates of hell. Mm-hmm. and even people like looking back at it said they really don't understand why it got that like it was a lot of legend like myth or legend connected to it and um but it also had the headless angel statue and there was bleeding from the statue um and again like electronics malfunction which i have heard about even up to like this past year where somebody has gone to do photography in either one of those cemeteries and their cameras, their phones um, malfunction and it won't start working until they're out on the road. And people Mm -hmm. will say, once you leave the cemetery, it'll be fine. It's so interesting for me when I, I like to kind of think about these things a lot. Pinewood, I have always had that question of the chicken or the egg as far as the cemetery Mm -hmm. supernatural phenomenon goes. It's because you always wonder, you know, was it, already spooky to begin with or is all the lore kind of conjured this presence you know because it's oh I, I see I've what you're been, saying okay yes. yeah so I've been there with that friends and there have been really intense spooky experiences where even when you pull up to the gate towards the nighttime um mm. really really tall dark silhouettes sitting right by that gate just kind of almost waiting um I would even say like daring you to kind mm-hmm. of come on in you know um and yeah a lot the electro phenomena a lot of radios especially being parked near the um the cemetery that's extremely common lots of visual lots of mm, visual yeah. experiences people have which i mean in our line of work if if normal day-to-day people are seeing things with their eyes then you in danger girl a wise woman once said. <laughs> <laughs> you danger, girl. Um, they said that a gentleman by the name of Harold Hubbard had committed suicide in um, 1916. There's two different recountings. They said that he'd gone to visit his girlfriend. One said that he was in front of the gates and then had gone and shot himself. Another said that she woke up and, and was in the car and found him hung. Um, I guess there was less validity connected to that. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess he has been seen throughout the cemetery wandering. 
Yeah. And that you, when you, it's many times when you feel his presence, instead of it being a cold chill, it's actually kind of comforting. You'll feel warmth. And okay. um, some people say that they can say his name three times and it's kind of like Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Um, if you say his name, he will show up. So again, I thought that was interesting, but I know firsthand that there have been many of our clients that, that live over there that talk about even midday, like you just said, middle of the day, and they have seen somebody walking around and the person disappears, shadows. Um, they have heard somebody and they've encountered a lot of things that are um, electronic. So it's at both those two cemeteries that face one another. And then I wonder, like there's houses all around those. Like, do the houses have it, like stuff going on? I'm sure they do. It's kind of like the haunting in Connecticut where the house was used to be a mortuary and now it's just really haunted. I think it's got to oh, be, yes, you know. I know that story. I know what yes. you're talking about. <laughs> um, I think it's got to be. Um, my cousin, One of my cousins used to live by the Waterford Cemetery and I used to just, you could just feel the psychic kind of tense energy that kind of comes from it. And which is fascinating the more we can talk about this too because I always find that it's not necessarily the human spirits that are the ones that are off-putting at the cemetery. It's the ones that kind of come to collect in areas where death happens and where mourning happens. Mm -hmm. um, oh, kind of like an elemental? I So I kind of call them the bone collectors is, is a spirit that I like to kind of, that I've met a couple times at cemeteries. And they're interesting figures. They are kind of tall. They're almost kind of caped, but they have... Um, animal bird skulls for heads um, they're very bony and so what they kind of do is they like to protect the bodies of things that have died um, so protect against grave robbers um, protect against kind of um, wow. misfortune to the, to the stones and stuff yeah so a lot of those um, at the Waterford Cemetery especially at Pinewood so I can I can definitely understand why maybe somebody might think that they saw something demon-esque or really daunting when it could be one of those friends um but yeah bone collector is what I like to call them that's interesting because in the past um and my you know the listeners and, and the clients I used to say all the time that most cemeteries are not haunted in large most cemeteries are not haunted that's not where your family is hanging out and then there's ones like these that are like oh yeah but like we've been to Vail we did um, one of our first shows, D. Scott, Michelle, and I, and Nick Lee. We went to Vale Cemetery, and um, there had been many claims in Vale, but there had also been human sacrifice there. I'm so glad you brought that up. I found a thread <laughs> Who online. doesn't bring up human yes. sacrifice? Come on, Jay. <laughs> I was able to find a website talking about Vale's history and then there was a huge comment section of people who are local to that area um and one woman oh my god I had to pull it up because I thought this was so freaking fascinating one woman is talking about her grandfather used to be a caretaker of one of the houses on the property and okay. he says that there was one particular grave that would repeat repeatedly be dug up yes repeatedly there, so, and they even say in like the other, um, I think it was the Pinewood Forest Cemetery, that there was mm -hmm. grave diggers there and they kept finding tools and, and like the beginnings, like maybe they got scared off and like, mm -hmm. who are they digging up? And the, I think it's, um, I think it's both Vale and that cemetery that was 
connected somehow with uh, Indian burial area, um, mm. which seems to be kind of like, you know, people talk about that all the time. But with Vale, keeping in mind that during the Victorian era, when these cemeteries were built, um, people would go and picnic for the day after the, maybe they went to church with their dead relatives. So there was a whole living component because they were parks and they were beautifully landscaped parks. So they would go visit their family and then they would picnic. So there was other things that happened in those parks, like living things that happened. But in that particular cemetery of Vale, it went through a really heavy history where there was um, people that would go there and they would do um, like black magic, human sacrifice, like demonic sacrifice. I really think that was more pointed towards like the 70s. So thinking about that, what would that conjure or what would that bring up? And mm-hmm. again, in Vale, people have talked about um, seeing somebody there, like walking dark figures, hearing screams, getting touched. Um, that I, I have to think that there is some component of that that was just like you said, kind of like human made or living made in those mm-hmm. areas, not just because somebody was buried there, but that it had to do with what other people had done on that particular property. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? No, perfect sense. I mean, it even, even if you wanted to take, for example, like a poltergeist, you know, how extremely right. sensitive people can conjure up these really intense happenings. And I think that, you know, practicing any sort of magic, you know, with not necessarily right intentions or, you know, trying to do things that are a little bit too big for your britches are almost kind of the equivalent to using a Ouija board without any kind of understanding. Agree. So I, um, they talk about with Vale Cemetery and probably some of our listeners would be, uh, know this a little bit more. I had never heard that there was like a church structure on the property. Yeah, I was reading something about that. Um, so um it's not familiar to me maybe i've seen it but i didn't realize that it was like a smaller church and people have said that they're in the cemetery late at night and they hear singing like hymns singing in the cemetery um which has got to be oh my god talk about shit your pants and run (laughs) oh my god exactly in the middle of the night just hearing some singing yeah it's yeah oh yeah oh just a side scary story that one time um we were having some haunting experience this is back when i was still married and one of the experiences was we would hear church bells in the house my kids will still talk about this and it was random jake like we could be sitting like my daughter and i eating popcorn watching tv in bed and then all of a sudden you'd hear the the church bell and it would be like not like outside it would literally seem like it was like right above the bed and we'd stop and we'd be like you hear that right and then it would move it would move to the other end of the house but if you open up the door to hear outside it wasn't anything outside so So one night um i think my ex-husband and i had gone like say christmas shopping and it was snowing out it was really pretty like snowy december night fluffy snow kind of makes you feel like you're in a snow globe and we stopped at my parents to pick up the kids and it was later and we we're walking outside and heard the church bells and all of us turned around looked at each other like did you just hear that the church bells are happening here at grandma and pops and with that 
in out in the road, we heard somebody singing Christmas carols, but like walking all by themselves, coming closer. And my son freaked out. He was like, get in the car, get in the car, get in the car. But it was such a creepy experience. It went from this beautiful idyllic like winter night to this like, oh my God, it gave you that feeling in your stomach. Like, oh, that's not right. Something's displaced. And so I've got to think if somebody heard him singing, you know, church singing in the middle of a a cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And especially now that we're going into spooky season, it's, you know, it's ripe for that anyways. Um, We have a a really great relationship, um, this podcast with Albany Memorial or rural, I should say, cemetery. Um, Michelle does a lot of, um, headstone cleaning and uh, restoration she's part of their organization and she works very closely with paula lemire and we've gone there to the to the house on the on the property but um there is a spot that i found it's called folklore 518 and um they talk about on that that they, they see black figures they see soldiers marching on the property um, there is a couple have, that have been seen, like a wispy couple, and they're floating, and they're wearing their PJs, and it looks like PJs, like, from a different era, Yeah, but they're together. Oh, my gosh. Um, and apparently, um, and we know more history about it because we've been there, there was an accident in 1869 on, on one of the paths. It was a horse, and it got killed, and they buried it on the cemetery property, and yeah. To this day, people, when they're out there, they hear the horse on the, like the hoofs coming down the path. It can be seen and I guess sometimes heard. Um, We know, as D. Scott knows, that when we were there and we were shooting pictures and and we were looking into um, like where the crypts are, where they keep the bodies during the winter months, Mm -hmm. um, we were looking towards the back of one of Michelle and I at the same time saw something I I mean, it it was definitely a demon and it moved out of the shadow into our line of vision. It wanted to be seen. And at the same moment, we're leaning like this on the bars, like leaning in. (laughs) And at the same time, without even talking, Michelle and I both went, oh, and we backed away. And and Nick Lee are like, what, what, what do you, what do you hear in there? What do you, what are you seeing? And Nick Lee is taking pictures. And with that, you hear, it sounded like hooves and like pounded on the ground, like on the floor. It was so intense. And right away, they were both like, oh, my God, what was that? What was that? And we were like, get away, get away. We got to go. And then we got back into the, um, we had a Jeep all tricked out for this this thing we were taping. We get back into the Jeep, and it was attached to D. Mm. So Michelle, Michelle had to do a quick clearing of um, whatever this evil spirit, demonic spirit was. And it was it was one of the scariest things. It was like everything you've ever seen in a movie when you see a, a you know, a hoofed, cloved hoof uh, being very, very big, horns, the whole deal. And Michelle and I didn't even have to have a conversation, but at the same time, we went, whoa, and we like moved away from it. <laughs> do you remember that, D? Uh, I, I do. I mean, we had, because it, it, the first loud bang was when we were walking up to yeah. it. And Nick tried to play it off because Nick is a, is a skeptical believer. 
Yes, um, exactly. But he goes, oh no, there's a there's people over there in, in the car. Mm-hmm. There's a car door, and all the the other three people there were like, it was not a car door. Like there, it was not. It literally was a... sounded Jake like it came out of the hill because that those are right, D. Yeah, it was built into the hill. Those these two crypts, mm-hmm. and um, and then the second one, you not only heard it. But on the ground, you Nick, felt it. Nick felt it. Nick like jumped because he was walking over. By the way, the only time I've ever seen those doors open was the day we were there for whatever reason. Because yep. my daughter and I go and drive around the cemetery quite often uh, by request of her. So I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, let's go. Um, but so we wa- he walked over to the other door which I think was closed, but it has these little tiny places where you can look in. And as he was walking over, he jumped and mm-hmm. he was like, well, it felt like something just like somebody dropped a bowling ball right by my foot. Yep. And that's when he was it. like, okay, yeah, no, we're going to go now. Yeah. Oh my God. That is so that was, stinking cool. That was our first time out, our first filming. Yep. And um, we knew each other, all of us, but we didn't know each other, know each other. So to get back into the Jeep and be like, um, we're going to talk about that because that was really bad. Like, <laughs> doesn't normally happen like that. That was really bad. And that, like, that whatever we just saw was like, you know, like a demon. We had, and, we had some really interesting stuff just when we were there. So, you know, we were up by the uh, president's uh, Chester A. Arthur's site. And I had never seen Katie kind of focus on what was going on but she kind of just like glazed over and she's like you guys see the guy that keeps walking by right and i think we've told this story a couple times on the podcast and nobody else saw it even michelle didn't see it and uh she's like he's very stoic he's in a uniform we ended up finding his his uh his area like his whole family was buried over there and it was by accident. Well, it seemed like it was by accident, but I don't yes, think, I was, think so too. Right. You know, right. It was, it was, he was definitely because what we found was he was walking impatiently waiting for us to come to his place because he had a message for Katie and Michelle. There was something going on presently with land, I, I believe. Oh yeah, that's right. And the, like that. his estate or something like that. But it was uh, Olmstead was the last name, William Olmstead. But we get so we parked our Jeep on this, you know, this little roadway that goes through the woods. We get out and me and Nick are talking and and laughing and goofing around because that's what me and Nick do. I do that out of habit. It's a nervous habit. Um, uh, And Katie and Michelle both heard someone go, they're here. Yep. Which we didn't, but then again, we were so busy. It's telling... broad daylight too, yeah. Jake. When we were doing this, it was middle of the day because we didn't we didn't film any of this at night. Nope, and oh nobody around, nothing. And we walked up the road, and we got up to where the Olmstead plot was. And Katie goes, "Oh, this is him. This is this is the guy that was walking around, William William Olmstead." And he wound I... up being like part of like the the um that would have been guarding that um spot that plot so it was it was really fascinating and that's another great cemetery it's huge by the way that cemetery is uh, it's so sprawling right yeah if you if you drive around without really knowing what you're doing you're getting lost in there uh i've ended up in places there's places you can't even drive to they're they're roped off and 
you know, and I can't get my kid to walk around in there with me. I, she's like, no, I'm good in the car. I'm like, <laughs> it's not like protection. I'm just saying like, but no. wait a minute, can I just point out, we had two cars the one time when we did this, Jake, and we were in Vale Cemetery, <laughs> and it was raining, and we, we've got, like, cameras all on the one side, so if we're talking, we can have it, like, taped, you know, for yeah. the airing of it, and I don't know why these guys decided to take a cut through to the other part of the cemetery, and it literally all of a sudden was this overgrown. I mean, if it was there anything out of a horror movie, it was this. And it was an overgrown section where the trees are coming down and like just like right like a dirt path that we were driving through. And these yeah. guys are like, Yeah, let's let's plow well, right through it. We're plowing through and I'm thinking, Oh my god, any second we're gonna be like off the road into a gonna ditch. Be like, exactly gonna be Blair Witched any second now. Yes, any <laughs> second. <laughs> But we were good because Nick, first of all, I, I've been in a car with Nick and I trusted him and we're, we're driving a Jeep Wrangler, but the other car was a station vehicle and it had one girl in it, Corinne, all by herself following us. And she kept up. Yeah. I'm like, Nick, she's in a Honda Pilot that we don't own. Like it's not, it's a company vehicle. They should be all right. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> oh my god yeah i forgot about oh. that part but she she held it she held into it but that was that was interesting so there's on the other end of this and again people can go and do their own thing and and if you can work with the cemeteries too that would be amazing if you're interested in it they have a lot of volunteer groups and i know rural um albany rural definitely has that but there is a place in gilderland and just for like shits and giggles like on a sunday my ex-husband and I used to go for a drive, like through some of the cemeteries. And he'd, so like, if we had time, like without the kids, he'd go, you want to go drive through the cemetery? And I'm like, yeah. So one of the ones that we loved was, I believe it's called Prospect Hill. It's over in Gilderland. And it's as you're driving, like it go, literally goes up the hill. It's right off of Route 20. Out, yeah. Yep. It is, um, you can't access that particular road all year round. Like it's only in, well, like during the winter, it's closed off because it's it's such a sheer climb up that it's probably ice covered. When you get up there, it is literally like being in a magical world. It is absolutely, it's ancient. It's absolutely breathtakingly beautiful up there. Old, old statues. And it almost has that feeling of like suspended energy. That has the opposite. It does not feel so much haunted. It just feels like beautiful and peaceful and it makes you feel peaceful like even by the end of it when you're up there you just feel um good when you're in the presence of it and it turned out and i think he had known but turned out um much of his family was um buried there my ex's family and found out about i think a child that they didn't know about that had passed and was part of the the cemetery plot like we came home and he literally said to his mother he's like wait a minute i found another name and family history or family secrets came out oh my gosh i know very very interesting so if you guys are into that kind of thing it's it's a really cool um way to spend your day to go through but if you volunteer for those two you get literally more of the history and the the cleanup what Um, do you mean if you guys don't go on dates at the cemeteries like i do (laughs) not my current we don't do that usually 
Um, we do go to places that are like antique stores and stuff like that. And he will literally say, just don't let anything come home with us. Make sure you clear that before we bring it in the house or whatever, because it, obviously you could be taking home somebody else's, you know, juju with that, the, the energy. Um, hang on. I had one I wanted to... Oh, people online were asking about Graceland Cemetery. I had never heard of it until they requested it. And then I looked it up. I don't know if either yeah. one of you have knowledge of it. You know that one, Jake? I don't, actually. Well, I never heard of it. It's over in Albany. And it is tied into the urban legend, um, Hattie the Hitchhiker. And it is, t I know, and I got, I got asked during the podcast thing, the contest, People were saying, talk about Hattie the Hitchhiker. So Hattie the Hitchhiker is where a, a guy is driving by, more than one person is driving by the cemetery. There's a girl. She's cold. He, she says, I want to go home. He says, okay, get in the car. She gets in the car. He gives her her coat and drives the girl home and drops her off. Then realizes, this is just one of the urban legends connected to it, realizes that she still had his coat. So he goes back to the house woman answers the door an older woman and he said i just dropped off your daughter and um she said um is this the girl you're talking about and shows him a picture and he said yes and she said she was killed by a drunk driver and um and basically she keeps trying to get home now somebody said they don't know if that's a real origin or if it's just one of those because that story has come up in other communities um but that's hattie the hitchhiker and i guess people see her and they picked her up. That is so interesting. Yeah, no, and if, funny enough, I've never actually been to the Graceland um, Cemetery, but that's so interesting. And I have to wonder when it's, um, you know, uh, uh, folklore tales like that, you know, Hattie the Hitchhiker, and then all of the other incarnations. It's so interesting because yeah, it's know. like, you know, of course we could say that it's, you know, folk tale, things like that. But I always like to look at like the deeper thing there too. What if it is this almost archetypal spirit type of thing that is hitchhiking, that is looking to be picked up and, and all of those things? You know, I, I think it's a lot more feasible when you look at it at another yep. perspective supernaturally, you know. Right. I agree. I agree that people would have had that. So, do you have um, another one? But you I, have, to share? I have a question. What happened to the guy's coat? I I, I don't know. They, they didn't say that. Like he went me, back for he legend. went for his jacket went somewhere. I was yeah. so. It's, he's like, hey, I'm, I I dropped your daughter off. Uh, she has my jacket. No, your jacket's just gone. It just it just yeah. disintegrated. Yeah, good like, point, what? D. Good point. Uh, I don't know where the coat. I I'm sorry to say I don't know where the coat is, but that was a, a write up. And thinking about it, like even doing the research, they were saying like, you know, there's places like Louisiana with um, Marie Laveau. People mm -hmm. have seen her walking um, through the cemetery in Louisiana, and she was the the voodoo queen. Um, mm -hmm. Savannah, very haunted cemeteries. Um, Hollywood Forever, which I had heard that there was a um, starlet that had been killed by Fatty Arbuckle, and people had actually seen her walking around um, the cemetery. And, and in that period, clothing, which I think was like the flapper style, mm -hmm. um, but kind of like known for that as well. So I, I think it's 
really interesting. Did you have another one you wanted to cover? Um, another haunted area. Um, I want to touch back, uh, want to loop back around just for Oakwood. Um, Oakwood is mm -hmm. such a great one to do investigations at, you know, even during the daytime peeps. Um, I don't know if I'm, if listeners are familiar um, or if you guys have used the Phasma box before. Um, mm -hmm. Oh my God. So I, there's, I, I think it's, um, I found out about it because I went to the Shanley Hotel and did a ghost hunt there. Um, gorgeous. I recommend it so much. Um, it's a software that you can go online and look up. Um, it's called Phasmabox and you, it essentially uses like radio waves to pick up audible voices. Um, it's really great, um, for investigations. Um, you can have somebody have headphones and then what you do is you can have people in another room asking questions and have the person with the headphones with the, with the Phasmabox speak out the answer that they're getting. Um, really I've fun. I've never heard see. of that one. How do you spell that? Um, it's P H P H A S M O box. I can and actually send app. you. It's um a software, a computer software. Okay. Actually, I'll send you a link for you to download it. By the way, um, awesome, awesome. I love that. It's so great. Um, it's easy to use. You don't need internet. But Oakwood is just. I love it personally, just because it's really this hustle and bustly, busy almost just kind of feels like this only little kind of like pocket reality of spirits just kind of walking through but really kind ones really kind really friendly ones it feels like everybody like we were talking about earlier um is just at a picnic you know yes. so I encourage everybody it's it doesn't always have to be the spooky dooky uh haunting uh investigation it, it really is so beautiful I do a lot of meditation there I do a lot of going for walks there um really special I place. Think a I lot do. of people do that. I think a lot of people, not just like that cemetery, but they find that um, doing their walks and it just is have like a really calming feeling being in the cemetery. And so I think that's a, that's a really good point to make. Yeah. It's this romantic, almost time traveling feel, you know, yeah. where you step oh, yeah. out of 2022 and you're back into early 1900s, these beautiful monuments, the beautiful yeah. energy too, you know, it's, I love it. It's my favorite. Um, All right. That's it. I love that. The the suggestion. So I want to talk about the witch's grave. Yeah. Because everybody was asking about the witch's grave. And I really, I had heard things before. I heard about people being out in that area. And there must be a uh, land like near it that is hunting area. Mm -hmm. um, because people have said that they were near the witch's grave. They were hunting, they were near the witch's grave, and they saw balls of light. These are people that would normally be skeptics. Mm -hmm. um, so did a little research, and it's actually called the witch's and warlock grave. So the husband and wife were accused of being witches. Again, nobody can find the origin of why. But... It was the the wife, I didn't get that, I probably could look it up, but the, the wife's name, the witch, is Eva Messer, and she was a German immigrant. Um, she came to the U.S. Um, through Louisiana, ironically, uh, New Orleans, and um, she came in 1868. She passed by 1870. She did have a child named Anna and there is a possibility that she was murdered 
but it doesn't mm. again it's it it's conjecture you don't know if that's like just like a, a part of it that's the myth but the area of burn because um her grave was so ravaged by people through like the 80s into the 90s um mm. there was a, a very ornate iron like fence around their tombstone and it had different symbols that had been put on the top and that was part of the reasoning they think that it was considered like the witch's grave and people stole it and then they um completely removed the headstone or broke it down i know if that ain't bad juju i don't know what is but Listen. Um, i know i know i know so um, kudos to the community of Bern for um, they, I believe, redid the headstone and um, the gating around it. So if there's anybody out in Bern that has more information on that, it'd be nice. So this woman passed when she was 21 years old. But during that era, maybe that was, you know, that was more of a common thing that she she passed around. It and and um, there is, even if she's a witch or not a witch, there is spirit activity around that. It's again um, where they see balls of light, the orbs, and um, almost every person that's gone there to check it out, their batteries die. They have the draining of the batteries and electricity, like things just not working. Mm-hmm. So a lot of requests for the the witch's grave. And um, yes, it was probably more myth than anything, but now she's... <laughs> Eva is not happy that stuff went down and she's probably making sure that she's draining all your batteries when you go out there. And listen, rightfully so. Stop messing around with the dead's graves. I know, I know. I think about that too. It's like, what kind of gods does that take? Go mess her. I know. I wouldn't do that. To... No. no. I always feel sad when you see the older ones like we saw over in Vale and over in the stockade um, when we were doing the show, walking around and... um it made me sad when the headstones had snapped, but at least the preservationist there took the headstones and like they propped them up against the, the inner church that is over there in the, in the Villa stockade. So mm-hmm. not completely displaced, but it's, it's because of the materials of the time. Yeah. I know that always makes me sad too. Um, I remember I was just in the city a couple of weeks ago and we had went past, past this huge cemetery. I wish I wrote down the name. Um, but so many of the graves were just like so old that they weren't even like stand up headstones at the time. They were like just the flat markers, so much grass and stuff just overgrown and they were all on top of each other. And it just, it makes you so sad, you know, it's. I know. I think that's why Michelle does it because it, it, she wants to make sure that people aren't forgotten and that she honors them. There is a great website, Jake, um, and to our listeners, um, called Shadowland. I think it's shadowland.net. And, um, you can literally go on the site and click on any state. It'll tell you, like, say you click on New York, it'll tell you all of the reported hauntings in that state. And I think that was one of them that had uh, the cemetery or a couple cemeteries in New York City. Now, interestingly enough, we had a guest on our show this past year that was a retired New York City police officer. And the story he talked about was the Babushka lady in the one cemetery and he and a new newer patrolman were, they assigned it to them every night they were out in that one cemetery in New York city. They would see an older woman 
walking and she had a babushka on, they couldn't see her face. And um, like walking, and they'd think like, what is she doing here now? So finally, after a few nights of seeing her, they rolled up to her and they said, be like, ma'am, are you okay? And when she turned, there was no face. He said, the way he described it was, it looked like static and where a face should be. And he said, they like, like freaked out. They, they drove back to the station. He said, they basically were like, how are we going to tell anybody what happened? And when they got in there, they said to somebody like, you're not going to believe what we just have, what just happened. And apparently it's kind of a rite of passage. All of these different police officers at one time or another have seen the babushka lady. Oh my gosh. That is I know. So... I know. I don't think he knew or had any kind of frame of reference of like who it would have been, but he said it was terrifying. He said to, to see somebody like thinking it was this old woman, a real person. And he said, and when she turned, there was no face. It was just static. Oh my gosh. So that might've been the cemetery you saw. Yeah. I, I, so interesting it just um something just came to my head too I wonder remember um did you ever see anything and I love 2022 the age of TikTok by the way um did you ever see that one security guard from a uh, from the Savannah uh cemetery get really popular with his videos his no. it, his username was like security 887 or something and his page was really only visible for about like a month or two um, if you look up security guard Savannah Cemetery TikTok, you'll find people saved his videos just so you can go back and replay these. Unfortunately, he had to take the videos down just because some family members complained that, oh, you can see the marking of their grave there, blah, blah, blah. So he took them down respectfully. Yeah. But this man was... Um, and he was very flat out with this. He was like, um, me and my team were contracted to just be security here and I'm stuck overnight. Um, he was like, so I don't work for the grounds, but I'm kind of a third party here doing this. And he would have these awesome videos where it was like voices, voices in the mausoleum. Um, and a lot of his videos were in the daytime, by the way. So wow, always I definitely got to look that up. Oh my God. Yeah. If any of our listeners are interested and want to spook themselves out, look up security guard, TikTok, and you'll, you'll find it. He, it was a whole, um, they've got like compilations of like where they kind of just thread all the videos in chronological order now. Um, but yeah, he had one where you see this, like he cuts the corner of the cemetery, the courtyard and in the corner, it's not even something he pays attention to or even picks up on, but you see a little silhouette of a boy standing at the corner, kind of tucked in. You see it if you pause and you kind of scroll through and look for it, but it wasn't even on his radar. He was looking for something else. Um, the church was all lit up uh, in the middle of the night. It was some spooky shit, I tell y'all. Um, that was probably the most recent one that I've seen in many years that have felt credible to me. Um, yes, like I agree with that because there's some things on, you know, TikTok Oh my um, god! That, and I love TikTok. It's like my mindless. That's my junk food for my brain. Oh yeah. And uh, some of them I'm watching. I'm like, yeah, absolutely not. Oh no. my god! The age of witch talk is a very uh... witch talk. You know what I loved, Michelle, who has bad omen. If you know Michelle, bad woman, bad omen, who I yes. love. Okay, so she, one of the things she said which I thought was great. She reposted it actually. She, when everything was going down with women's rights and, and their bodies, she said, I want, this woman had come on and Michelle reposted it and she, it said, I want you to be responsible with your bodies, but do not go to somebody that's just going to give you like a cure. 
uh, fertility or, you know, non-fertility cure. And it was mm-hmm. because of um, being worried about witch talk. Absolutely. Which- I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, wow, that was really, really smart. And there could really be, there could be summits on, on the topic of, you know, of witch talk and all of the, oh boy, the, the intricacies of misinformation and unfortunate um, passing down of information. But yeah, so shout out to Michelle from Bad Omen, by the way. Mm-hmm. What love a rock her. star. Freaking I love know, her. she is. And she's funny. Yes. <laughs> she is so funny. I love her. Um, Oh, boy. Yeah, that's it. That's interesting. I'll have to look that one up though, because I love, I love seeing stuff like that and then kind of going like, okay, so I have one that wasn't on, I don't think any of the radars. So years ago, when I was teaching classes, when I first started, I had two groups and um, I combined the two classes because, it, and so it wound up being like 40 students of adults, all different walks of life, you know, some working in for the courts or education, whatever. So, um, one of the nights, it was right after Hurricane Lee and Irene, and down in the area of uh, Rotterdam Junction, because there's water on both sides, the entire area was decimated. I mean, it was completely flooded. And one of the students lived on Main Street in an old farmhouse, and um, had to keep pumping the water out. She, it was just crazy. So after the water had receded and life was trying to get back to normal, one of the things that had happened there was people's homes, their debris, their photos, things like that started floating downstream. Oh, I'm sorry. Floated downstream and came. Can you guys still hear me? Okay. Yes. Yes. Now I can. Um, so they wound up with pictures pictures and clothing and I mean we're talking about old stuff that came and washed up on the on people's lawns so her house particularly this old farm wound up having all kinds of activity so she asked if the class would come there and do like a drumming circle so we got all of our people that do stuff like that bar Nesnik and all these other people we got had a, a great big bonfire and a drumming circle it was amazing but beforehand she said to me, I want to show you something. And I said, what? And she's had a little dog that was a um, Jack Russell, hyper little thing. And his name was Squirt. And she said, you're going to see, he runs everywhere. He follows everybody. He's got it. He's really nosy. He has to know everything that everybody's doing. So some people were up in the barn and he'd run up there and take a look, like watch everybody. She said, wait, she goes, I'm going to go with you across the street to the cemetery. It's an old church. I said, okay. So we walk across the street. She's got squirt. She actually had squirt on a leash. So we get to the cemetery. She said, now the church, it's Westina Church, I believe, and Westina Cemetery had been relocated, literally moved from another area and put in Rotterdam Junction. So we all know anytime that happens, just like the movie Poltergeist, they don't like it. Um, And she said, Every time I come over here, I feel like I'm being watched. I feel like there's somebody like I can see like over around the headstones. Well, as soon as I got there, I could see a woman walking from stone to stone, almost like she was hiding. And she was had the um, like a mourner's hat on with the veil, the black veil, the black dress. Couldn't see her face, but it just like you just start to see her walking behind one stone and then she'd disappear behind another and then she'd reappear. So when we got to the edge, 
she goes, watch the dog. Dog is running, being all hyper. As soon as we got to the edge of the cemetery, the dog literally was like, like something out of a cartoon put on its brakes. And she could not, she kept going, come on, come on, trying to pull the dog in. Dog wouldn't go across the line of the cemetery. Would absolutely not, like was straining away from like going into the cemetery. And she said, how weird is that? I'm like, oh, I guess he knows. But I could visibly see a spirit moving back and forth. Now, would I say that that was a more wholesome? No, it felt like it was something definitely more malevolent. Mm-hmm. connected to it um maybe just because it was disrupted and it was moved and it was angry mm-hmm. but it was that was an interesting one because there is water all around it and which i always tell people the more water there is the more likely you're going to have a haunting anyways but mm-hmm. i thought the animal's reaction was very interesting there are areas and jimmy and i have encountered this where as soon as you get there you don't hear wildlife you don't hear birds. You don't hear crickets. You don't hear anything. And that seems to be kind of like you were talking about time suspended. When you go into cemeteries, that's one of the things like you can kind of, you notice it. Vibrationally, yeah. all of a sudden, it just goes completely quiet. And it's, and it's not usually always the fun stuff wandering around that makes the crickets go quiet. I remember, um, oh, what was it? I remember somebody... I was listening to like Appalachian ghost stories and w- an older man is a hunter and he says, it's never good when the birds stop chirping. Yes. And you and- don't realize it at first. All of a sudden you realize, like not only for me, I get that pulling in my body, like it just doesn't feel right. And then all of a sudden you realize it's too quiet. Mm-hmm. It's way too quiet. Like just the normal global hum it stopped. We had that, Jimmy and I, um, when we went to his family's Wakely Lodge up in Indian Lake, we went mm-hmm. up there just before it got sold. Um, and he wanted to show me around the old family, like homestead. And as soon as we got out of the truck, it was exactly that. It was, we weren't out of the truck for very long. And he turned to me and he goes, there's nothing. And I went, yeah, there's no sound. And he goes, that's not good. It was that's- really creepy. That is creepy. And it's exactly the most recent time that happened was when um, me and Damas actually just went and investigated the conjuring house, the the haunted farmhouse. Um, and the woods. Which one was is exactly, that? Say it again. Which one was it? It was the conjuring house. The real oh, home. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Fun fact to everybody the forest and the neighbors have worse paranormal activity right now than the actual house does. Really? Yeah, so I got to meet the got to meet those the past current owners. Um, I think they just recently sold the house again. They didn't live there, but they said actually that the the neighbors, as far as they know, have worse activity. Um, but people just don't really try to say anything because they get a, enough people kind of sneaking onto the property, things like I that. I know, right? Um, but they always say, and when you look out to the woods, it is so it's thick as night. The shadows are just so dark, but you hear. You don't hear nature, but you hear other things walking around and moving around you. Uh, that was, I think, the most disconcerting thing for me. Lots of um, hands wrapping around trees from behind them. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. We were in the actual room and we were doing the Fazzle Box, actually. And Damas and I are sitting across from this one kid sitting on the bed. And we see the shadow figure just come up 
had to have been like nine feet tall, practically swallowing this individual. And now Damas and I are both sensitive people, so it didn't surprise me that Damas saw it, but it was another person who was there doing an investigation. He's looking, he was like, I think we should stop. I think we should stop this. Um, so yeah, lots of stuff there. Um, but yeah, and especially grow I grew up in Green Island, which is right by the Hudson River. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Such a haunted place. And it would always get so eerily quiet, so eerily quiet, bugs, crickets, deer live in Green Island, but they would get, silent you'd hear no footsteps wow. but all of a sudden you would just know for a fact you're being watched and followed mm. so oh oh it gives me chills even thinking about it oh well it's and you know, of course as we know going into september into you know the fall it's when the veil thins you're going to have more of that activity than we normally do not to like freak people out but that's the stuff you should be you know, like basically kind of celebrating in a weird way, like, you know, your family and, and kind of going inward and thinking about that stuff. But um, I think because of ghost stories and stuff like that, we it gets the best of us. Uh-huh. So um, I don't have any others right now that I can think of. Do you have any other cemeteries that you can think of? No, I don't have any other cemeteries uh, that I can think of. Mostly woods. Mostly wood areas or parks that I've been to that are extremely haunted. But um, side note, speaking of thinning of the veil, um, on a professional level, have you found that that veil is already thinning so fast? Oh, please. I, so I have been, I, if you're following me on Facebook, I have been talking about for the last few months that it's been very challenging for my empath clients to people. If they are feeling the feels and they're like, I, I have five invitations and I only want to go to one, do it because the energy has been overwhelming. And then just the other day, anytime I get a lot of complaints, like all at once, like what's going on and it's not a full moon or a new moon. It was right after the new moon. And I thought to myself, hmm, it's probably Schumann's resonance. So I looked it up and the amplitude in the core of the earth was very high it was like off the charts like normally it's like around 1917 you know that vibration that they check and it was up to 52 the one day and then it was 40 so that's enough that if you are a person that is a sensitive or you have psychic ability that you're feeling even more like you're probably more anxious more um anxiety ridden you're feeling it but it also seems to create a pocket for more hauntings where people are hearing and having, and I don't think it's like a hallucination. I literally think it's like things waking up. Mm -hmm. I completely so, agree. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely think that it's happening sooner this year where last year it didn't seem like it happened until literally like November 1st. I, exactly. And I remember last year because I love, doing a lot of my work during Samhain um during yeah. the month of you know end of September um and I just wasn't in that space until I would say the snow almost came down you know yes um, I agree whereas it was a different this, like internal clock for that and and you know what I think that looking back I can even see how that kind of winter slumber snuck kind of into the springtime too um yep. so it's interesting to see the time frame shift but as far as this year goes, I have already actually redecorated my altar for fall. You know, it, really interesting. It feels like on a psychic energetic level, my, I want to go there already. And in clients too, it seems like that theme of 
hurrying up to the thinning of the veil and that theme of almost that psychic slumber. Um, I agree. Kind of coming up sooner. So fascinating. So fascinating. And people this time of year like need to not like, you know, like freak out, but they should be watching their dreams because they're probably more inclined to have dream visits from um, their loved ones or from spirits. Um, mm. And if they are going to places that if they are feeling things to not just like freak out and negate it, but to kind of go, oh, okay, like there might be a message. It could be somebody connected to the property, whatever they're doing. But, and I've always found like now that everybody's back out in the general populace, every time I've ever been, like my kids were younger and I was like the homeroom mother and the Girl Scout leader, I would be going to different schools. It would happen almost notoriously when I was in a classroom that I would see somebody or hear somebody um, like, that wasn't there obviously walking down the hallway and then you look out and there's not a soul there so mm -hmm. i think a lot of it it kind of creates that loop and this is the time of year that's going to happen it's when it happens but last year it just seemed like it hit a lot later it was quiet mm -hmm. completely agree very quiet well um i don't have any more stories uh d do you have any stories um not haunted cemeteries or anything like this actually like a few weeks ago, my girlfriend went away for like a, a couple of days with her daughter and uh, I was staying at the house to take care of the pets. And one of the nights I was there, um, <clears throat> I had something wake me up in the middle of the night and I've never had any feelings in her home at all, like ever. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was it, I, I, I actually messaged Michelle the next day to clear the house because I'm like, there's something here. I don't ever get woken up in the middle of the night by anything ever, unless it's my dog. Cause she's got to pee. Um, but it, I, I have no idea what it was. I didn't see anything, I, but I felt it could it. have been, and Michelle probably could figure out who it was, but it could have been just the fact that it was a new person without her there in the house, True. almost like checking you out. Do you like, who are you? Would yeah, I mean possible, but I have I've stayed there before. Um mm -hmm. and I've you know, and again, like a lot of times if I walk into a place and there's any kind of presence whatsoever, I can usually at least feel something. Like yeah. I, I get that anxiety that I've talked about. Um and I've nothing in there ever. And then it was about two thirty in the morning. Dead I was dead asleep. Pardon the pun. Um <laughs> And, all, and I and I just I woke up and it was like it was kind of it was kind of creepy. It was kind of like I felt like I was eight years old. I pulled the sheet up over my head and I was like, you can go away. Like whatever you are, you can you need to leave me alone now. And wow. it, it kind of you never it, say anything like that. That's really funny. No, it was. And it, I think it was more so like and I, I think it was because I didn't want to look. I knew something was there. And I was like, no, I'm good. I don't need I want to go back to sleep. So I don't need to see anything that's going to continue to keep me to be awake because I have to work in like six hours. So I want to go back to sleep. So <laughs> I was kind of like, uh, buzz off, please leave. And, and, but which I've said before that I've, I've done that where I've gotten the feelings, like whether it's in my house or somewhere else. And I was right. like, not now. And I usually am left alone at that point. Um, and and that night it was it 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 subsided but there there was definitely something there and i never the only thing is i normally follow up after i asked michelle to take care of something and i never did but she didn't 
follow up with me either but you know she's busy yeah too. she would tell you and of yeah. course her life has been super busy with back to school and everything but yep. and it's funny jake that you said about that with the veil thinning um since jimmy and i have been down here in florida um we started in one location and moved to another so i said to him i feel like i've been living out of containers for the last nine months and we were um staying at a house um not too long ago very new very new house and um it was a very open floor plan. So like the first night we were there, he had fallen asleep and no lights were on in the house except for on the front of the refrigerator. I could see from the bedroom, um, but like a little light on the front of the fridge where like you could get like ice or, you know, water. And I started seeing some someone walking in front of it back and forth. And I would hear every once in a while, somebody walking around and I'd be like, Oh God. So the next day I got up, I did the salting and I smudged, never said anything to Jimmy. So I start teaching psychic development classes. So I'm sitting in the one spot where I'm, I'm looking at the computer and I had the other computer up behind it so that you could see me. And every once in a while from my peripheral vision on the right side around the door frame, it literally looked like somebody was like, almost like leaning around. And I thought it was Jimmy trying to get my attention while I had headphones in and was talking to the class. So I turned around, happened like three or four times during the class. And I was like, holy shit. Again, I don't say anything to Jimmy because Jimmy's always like, cut your shit. Stop bringing this stuff home with us. Get out of, get it out of here, you know, whatever. So the next day he'd gotten up really early in the morning and he was working on the computer and he was putting together, he had contracts and stuff to, to put together. And I got up and he was showing me what he did. And he goes, by the way, this place is haunted, like super, super haunted. I said, oh my God, I didn't want to see. He goes, the whole time I was working on the computer, something kept coming up and trying to like get my attention. I was like, same thing happened. He said, well, try, you know, clear it again. So I'm cleared again. A few nights go by sound asleep now we hear somebody out in the kitchen moving stuff around like opening cabinets or opening doors so i'm thinking is it a sound coming from and a very quiet neighborhood coming from someplace else no like it was distinct like something was trying to get our attention he sits up in bed and goes there's something in this house and it won't go and i said i keep feeling like it's male and as we're talking the tv's not on nothing I have a bottle next to the bed and that's like a spray can. And cause I get migraines and cover myself with biofreeze. It's sexy. Um, <laughs> so we're sitting there talking. All of a sudden you hear point, like, like a really loud bang. The lid from the top of this in the back of the thing flew off, hit, like was projectiled. Jimmy goes, what was that? I said, it was the bottle, like not anywhere near it. And he goes, you get up, right? It was 10 o'clock at night. He goes, get up right now. We're smudging this place right now. So we did it again. We did the salting and everything. And it did seem to quiet down for the rest of this day. But it's weird that you said that because it seems like it's been building since about June with that spirit activity stuff, Jake. And it's even funnier. So I, so I, my very dear friend, her boyfriend lives in the city. And what's funny, again, going back to TikTok, so interesting. So I was sent a video from my friend page and she was like, what do you think of this video? And it's these two young girls, they're in their apartment just playing like, I, I don't think it was beer pong, but like they were doing something silly. Obviously, like they were having like drinks and like partying. 
Um, but it was just those two. And then all of a sudden, whoever's taking the camera is like panning to the side and there's this closet there and there's this tall old woman in the closet. And uh, this is taken like on an <laughs> iPhone and she sends me this video and I can already tell, you know, you can kind of spot if it's the graphics or if it's something staged. I didn't get that sense. And I actually got this really looming sense that like, oh no, this spirit is here to number one, stay in that apartment. And number two is only going to be more of a bother. Little did I know they actually posted that video on TikTok and it ended up really going around the whole ether. If I can find it, I will send it to you. Um, Ooh, but fun fact, yes. um, they moved out of that apartment that week. Which, oh, wow. if, anybody knows, if anybody knows anything about the apartment crisis in New York City, ain't nobody moving for pretty much nothing right now, you know? So, especially when you're young in your 20s. So, I thought that was so interesting that they caught it on camera, number one, and number two, that they saw it with their own eyes. That is something I feel like is happening more frequently, which used to kind of be, you know, few and far between, you know, right. seeing a shadow at night or feeling a presence or hearing echoes, voices, things like that, all completely common. Um, but to see it with your eyes is something that I don't personally feel was really the norm up until very mm. recently. Um, so, so interesting that you said June, because I think that was the month that I got that video sent to me. But um, it's, I think there's so much stuff with, um, like, I, I have it on here, too, as, a, as an idea, but so many things with people's cell phones, ring, baby monitors, they're catching it, and they're not trying to catch it. They're not ghost hunting. It's happening, which was my claim all along when ghost hunters and those shows came out. It was like, well, why isn't it happening when they're setting up? Like, why aren't they showing footage? Because you know, when we go into places, we're not even ready for stuff but half the time when we're getting things like electronics, like thrown or whatever, if we're in these haunted locations. And little by little, they actually started to show more of that because weird events were happening when they showed up. But there's so much electronics and cameras all over the place now, things are being caught. <laughs> so unexpectedly being caught. So interesting. I, that that I've been trying to like pay attention to and try to like keep, kind of keep notes. I would love to get down to the nitty gritty of the what and the why, you know, mm -hmm. of what that's all about. I have a, I, I really do think, I mean, it's 2022. I think we are due for one of those new kind of new waves, you know, it happened early 2000s, late nineties with all of the new sensitive children coming about. And I think we're probably having another one of those waves where people are really just peeling back uh, and really just experiencing it more. And I also think that spirit is less um, less reserved, frankly. I do too, but I think they've also adapted to whatever the electronics, like I think at first they were kind of like, what is this? So I think for every era, whether it was, you know, um, using a Ouija board or something like that, that they they learned how to communicate because we gave it to them. And said, okay, this is what the new prop is. But I think sometimes there's areas or energies that's just going to show up. And mm -hmm. um, it's funny you say that about the timing, because uh, if I speak to like Alex Bradley, I will say to him, hey, listen, I have this stuff going on. And, and these are all people I haven't heard from in like, you know, five years. And it's all the same energy again, coming back. And he has responded and said, all of the same alignments, planetary, are the same that they were five years ago. So, um, and that's not just a current thing, but like it'll happen episodically. So when you feel like things like spirit activity is happening, it usually does kind of do that, like it goes through a rhythm. When uh -huh. um, Dave Pitkin was still alive and he did all haunted Saratoga and 
amazing stuff. Um, he talked about with numerology that um, things like that would go in cycles. So it could be like on a three-year cycle, it could be on a five-year cycle on a personal level, but that you would be noticing more of it. And it does seem to be globally, things will go on like a five-year cycle. Even back when my son Nicholas was born, which is 29 years ago, they said, um, we really need to watch the planet because that year, all like babies that were being born were all boys. And if you look right now in the majority, all the babies that are being born from COVID are girls. So and that usually signals a time of peace coming. Mm-hmm. So, so I know it is. It is interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Oh, I love it. Well, Jake, thank you again for being an amazing guest. Oh, my God. Thank and, you. Um, thank, thank your mom. thanks mom again and um jake where can people get a hold of you yep so um facebook's a great way to get a hold of me jake paul readings um instagram is reading by readings by jake my etsy is probably one of the best ways to get to me also readings by jake um best way to get and get in contact with me um yes that's where you can find me or pull out your ouija board and pull out the Ouija board and the smokestick also. Perfect. D, do you have anything coming up that you want to talk about? I will be DJing Homecoming for LaSalle on the 24th. Oh, which cool. Which I'm excited about. And if you are in the Capital Region and you need a DJ, by all means, you can uh, reach out to me through the through Facebook or uh, dscottradio at yahoo.com is my email address. Why do I want to shout out DJ Roomba? <laughs> that's from if you know Parks and Rec. That's from Parks <laughs> and Rec. <laughs> Anyways, um, and I have classes going on right now. Um, you can still sign up for uh, Level One uh, Psychic Development with Sharon. So please, if you are interested in learning how to en- enhance, increase your ability, um, join us. And then we're going to be having a um, Level Two Psychic Development class coming in November. I believe. So reach out to me, let me know. And we have the trip to Ireland coming up, which is full, but we just made an announcement with next year, this time we are going to be going to haunted Scotland. So if uh, your dream is always to be going to Scotland and, and see other places, any of my outlander fans out there, give us a shout. And uh, that's pretty much it for right now. Just doing the readings from here. So let me know if you need anything like that. And again, thank you to our our listeners and our followers for all your amazing suggestions. You will be seeing and hearing your suggestions um, right down to one of our uh, fans, Chris Drayton, um, stopped Jimmy and gave him a an artifact from the Titanic to use on one of the episodes. And it is um, a certified, authenticated, piece of coal from the titanic and wanted to see like what i got from it but if we talk about um things like that like the queen mary and the titanic i know it is cool and um thank you again to michelle i hope you had a great night and we missed you can't wait to see you next time and uh again all of our listeners please stay safe stay healthy Thank you again for sharing, subscribing, suggestions, and liking us. Keep that going. And everybody stay blessed. In the dead of night, nobody near you, nothing, no light. Make it fight or flight.
Your heart. 